0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Takedown with your host, Craig.
1: Ah, The nipple conversation threw me. John. I am not going to get a picture of you (laughs) tattooed anywhere on me ever for any bet. (laughs) What do I do with my teenage boy self? And Jeff the ref. Schedule be damned. Don't make me DQ. Let's get it on.
2: Episode 8, folks. This is John. I am here with Craig and Jeff. Uh, The question last week was, will John make it? The answer is yes. I'm going to have to find some new love, some new ways to get through my life. But other than that, I'm doing all right, guys. Doing all right. right. I mean, if you know anything about me, Craig, you can validate this. Uh, I do feel the world is against me because not only is Becky pregnant with some other man's child, but uh, Betty and Jug had broke up in real life. I know it's a hard time, it's rough, it's hard
0: for all of us to get through, but I'm glad to see that you're persevering, John. I really, really am.
2: If the world is going to hate me, I'm just going to hate it back. God! <laughs> Such a little bitch! <laughs> Episode 8, guys, we are excited. We've got Double or Nothing to talk about, right, fellas? Yep. Uh, we sure dabble in the weak world of entertainment. Oh, no, wait, it's the world wrestling entertainment. Um, we'll dabble in the silliness that's going on with them lately, and uh, I don't know. We should just get into it.
0: What do you want to do? <laughs> um, we also have a little special surprise about halfway Please, through the what? episode. I don't,
3: um, I don't know about that.
0: Yeah,
1: surprise. yeah.
0: Um Because we're... You might want to know about that. We're big-time podcasters, and uh-huh. uh, we're super famous. And Uh uh, because of all that, we get to interview uh, big-time talent wrestlers, um, like, uh, you know, uh, the Cheeseburger. Yeah, um,
2: that was a good show.
0: Jason Wilson experience, that was good.
2: Yeah, that Um, was, well, it was good in the fact that we did the show, but Jason Wilson experience can be a little trifling, because he's not a nice guy.
0: All All true. All true. So, he is a big major heel, uh, but this time we we got a a, a face, um, a pretty big face, uh, a face that one probably, would probably dream about.
2: Probably one of the biggest in the business right now. Yeah, yeah. That's why yo boys. Hey,
3: Jeff. Hey, John. Jeff, who'd you talk to this week? It was a big time. Um, I Craig. think he I think he has EVP after his name. Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd you talk to this week? Um,
0: this week, uh, I talked to Cody Rhodes. who
2: hey. you hey, talk to you this week? Hey, I talked to Cody Rhodes too. Uh, Cody Rhodes talked to me.
0: That's right. New friend of the show, Cody Rhodes, yeah. the executive vice president of AEW, the current TNT champion, which we will get into when we discuss Double or Nothing. The American Nightmare himself is on the T3 podcast.
2: You're welcome. Yeah. And we didn't even have to use chloroform or threats oh, of violence. He came on willingly. Willingly.
0: Yep. Willingly. Um, and that's why uh, we're going to have our interview with him uh, later on this episode, because we're going to make you wait for it. But with, it is going to be on our feed. It's going to be on our YouTube channel. So you got to make sure you go to that, just like you got to follow all our socials, such as at T3 Network on Twitter, T3 Network on Facebook, Instagram, even on TikTok now, because we're cool. Um you can email you us. We're dropping videos. We're dropping videos. Man, we awesome. Uh, email dot com or call our hotline, 202-556-4433, and you can find us on there. But again, make sure you go to our YouTube, because uh, we're going to have the video up of this amazing interview. Um, but we have other things to get into first, boys. Um, do we want to <sighs> talk about anything with WWE? Any? Yeah, we might as well get some stuff out of the way. We've got a new uh, USA champion, yeah, Paulo
3: Cruz. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm I'm fine with I'm that. I'm happy about that.
3: Yeah,
0: he long coming, well deserved. Eleven oh, years ah, in the man. business. Yeah, and he finally got something for it. So that's good.
3: And this, that's good. This is after Vince pretty much wrote him off. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a long-standing champion, but it's nice to have him there.
0: Do you think Vince even knows is- who he is?
2: I don't know, but our show's been a long proponent of Apollo Crews. We always thought he was better than they gave him credit for.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% better. So I'm glad he's getting some recognition. Hopefully it'll be a nice little run for him. Not too short-lived, but we want something hey, to come from it.
2: You guys remember that guy, Drake Maverick, right? Yeah! Yeah, yeah the, one who got, the one who got fired? Yeah, Yeah. well, apparently he's in the finals for the, uh, the uh, 205 belt.
0: Yeah, the, yeah cru- so- the cruiserweight. So, was this all the work? Is that what we've decided? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How,
3: work? how do you get fired and still work? Well,
2: it's kind of like Drew Gullick got released, but then it's still on the payroll as a full-time.
0: Right. He went from former wrestler to back to the current roster in the span of like a week on their website.
2: Uh-huh. Speaking of signing, re-signing kind of thing, Adam Cole's contract is coming up. It is. Do yeah. you guys think he stays? He's never going to be called up. He's just going to be remembered as an A- NXT superstar. There's,
3: there, it's been all over the the internet. Yeah, web, but I want to get your opinion on it. Well, whether he stays or goes, and then there was pictures of him at Cody Rhodes' like barbecue thing that he did. But I mean, his fiance or wife or whoever she is worked for that company, so right,
0: right exactly. I mean, and they're going to go hang Vince out wasn't together. throwing any parties. So. No.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Do you go to AEW and make a lot more money? Would though? Or I mean, do you stay where you're at and keep doing what you're doing? I mean, he's top of his business and in, in his brand. He is, and he's the longest-reigning NXT champion. But at some point, they're going to take it off of him. And
2: wrestlers hanging out with wrestlers, I don't care what company you work for or what brand you're on. Look, its it's like if you sell Coke or Pepsi, you can still be friends.
0: Right, exactly, you know. and and I mean, like for me personally, um, I don't, we work together I don't and we're that's true, we're not, none of us are
2: friends, we all have to work together. Yeah, we hate each other.
0: Um, we only Gosh. meet once a week because we have to do this. I sometimes bought Jeff
2: lunch today to, to make him pretend he likes me for the show.
0: Well, yeah, well sometimes we meet twice a week when we have to interview Cody Rhodes, friend of the show. Um,
2: wow, well, we're going to name drop the whole episode, aren't, <laughs> whole aren't we? We were friends that day. episode. Um,
3: we were We were the three best friends that day.
0: Now, I would say that uh, Cole stays. Oh, I mean, I don't think there's any reason for me. him to leave for AEW right now. Like you said, he's top of his brand. There's no reason for him to go now. You know, the, you can be the, the big fish would, in, the, in the one pond or you can be amongst others. You know, like
3: I would stay. I, I would, if he's not happy with his current situation or creative freedom or whatever excuses they give when they leave companies and go to another, um, that would be the only reason to leave. But how are you not happy when you're on top? Right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. When he's the oh. one of the biggest draws they have. Yeah.
3: So
2: are you saying that he should show loyalty to the brand that made him? No. Or that he should mm-hmm. use the talents and whatever that he has brought to that company and apply them somewhere else if he feels better there?
3: The later. The latter. But if they tell him, "Hey, you resign, we'll call you up," I would bolt. Don't get called up. Stay at NXT. Because if you go to Raw or SmackDown, they're not going to use you, right? Well, and then his build doesn't play well with the boys on the
2: on the uh, Raw and SmackDown sheets. No. I mean, he's smaller than their people competing for the Intercontinental Championship, let alone Heavyweight Championship.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no real reason for him to, um, like, feel loyalty to them. But there's also, I mean... Is there a reason he would want to leave? If if he's enjoying what he's doing, if he's enjoying being top bill, why would you go? I'm not saying he's going to just fall among the wayside in AEW. Obviously, they'll use him. They're smart like that. But they got a bunch of talent in AEW
2: that they're top And that's top what billing. I was going to say. He may think going to AEW is the better call. But is there something there for him?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and who knows what his his girls telling him, or how the company is, how it's, if it's run differently. You know, there could be things behind the scenes that he doesn't like that we don't know about. And you go somewhere else thinking the grass is greener. Who knows? Who knows? I just always curious about that.
2: Like everybody says, oh, you know, Rusev leaves and they're like, oh, he'll go to AEW. But AEW has plenty of talent. And does Russo want to even go there?
0: Right. Does he want to go there? And do they want him? You can't make that assumption. But then, of course we all jump to conclusions like that and then a lot of times they end up being correct like matt hargow no, i mean we, like, we all need to do revival <laughs> like, Broadway, to go in there. like revival yeah well, like,
3: that was awesome but you also have to be careful you don't want to sign everybody that the other company gets rid of mm-hmm. and then just turn into oh uh, here comes you know wwe exactly, exactly everybody AEW signed is wwe we're getting the same yeah.
0: crap so i mean that's the it, whole thing that came out with careful. that giant list that they mm-hmm. had when they let go of all those people all of those people should not be going to AEW. Oh no! And like, there's some talent in there, but there is no reason that that entire list should all of a sudden all expect to or deserve to go to AEW. Like, there's other avenues oh, of wrestling and, they can go for.
3: And yeah. If AEW, smart you hold on. You say we're not going to sign this person, but let's say somebody big gets injured and they're out for a while, then they can reach out. Hey, Rusev, we have a spot. To exactly. You want to Come out. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't sign them all right away. Right? Mm-hmm. Now I do
2: see. You see me? Nice I see you. But I see, uh, see Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins maybe going to AEW. They've been teasing. Uh, like today, I saw that, what's his name? Matt Cardona, Cardina, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Zack Ryder put out there when Cody opened the uh, open challenge, he put open challenge and big eyes. Mm, interesting. So is that foreshadowing? Is that tongue- oh, my oh, my God. just got Corona. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> with all the dust of where we're at. Just like my beloved Jughead in the movie he made two summers ago, not only five feet, we're going eight feet apart. Oh,
0: look at those references. I love it. I love it. Uh, everything ties back to what I love. Of course, as it should, which is wrestling and yourself? Riverdale. And yourself. Yeah.
2: So I'm a 13-year-old child.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I did now, enjoy, on, this pa- on these past two weeks, I enjoy the new... Uh, Yimitless of Mia Yim and Keith Lee together. I kind of enjoyed yeah, that I like combination. That. I think that's a good little combination they got going.
2: I like that a lot. Um, one of the things we're not talking about is uh, apparently WWE and the NHL have gotten
3: together and decided hockey glass is the way to keep it safe.
0: <sighs> that is,
3: it's I a don't. way to keep the talent from leaving to go to AEW.
0: I mean, we've discussed them, from the very beginning how much. Us. Yeah, we've discussed from the very beginning how much better AEW is doing at this with having people in the crowd and stuff like that. I don't know why it took so long for WWE to do this as well.
2: So my favorite thing about this whole uh, sectioning off the ring in the crowd is they literally had the talent from the performance center as the crowd, quote unquote. And in the beginning, they were into it. By the end. Half of them had left. The ones that had stayed were literally standing there with their arms crossed,
3: kind of looking at their watches, going, is this over because I got to go? That's because they taped, like, freaking eight shows in a row. I know, but this was just
2: the one show that they taped. Now they're going to bring them back for another show? It's not going to happen, No, they they taped a bunch of shows that day. No, you see, never mind. Never mind, Jeff. What I'm trying to say is, if they taped the crowd for that one show... Then they bring in different performers for another show. Wouldn't they change the crowd
3: out? No, because WWE's dumb.
0: Um, you also but, had the fact that those guys had to stand for three-plus hours.
3: Nobody's going to want to do they that. did a bathroom break? Yeah, you no, would think I, so. I, did
2: they have stadium nachos?
3: <clears throat> no, no, I read that didn't. they were able to use the restroom. They had breaks, and during breaks they brought chairs out for them to sit in. But
4: mm-hmm. when they went
3: back to taping, they took the chairs away. They had to stand Why the whole time? That's Why would did socially separate them and let them say? Because they, they're dumb. Oh, god. AEW um, does it much better. The crowd gets involved. You hear him cheering. Sometimes they get involved. Wrestlers like it's much. It's much better. All right, great. Right.
1: So you yes. muted this out. Mm-hmm. I was
2: trying to get your attention and say, uh, I figured out that you, me, and Jeff. I like best friends.
0: Of course we are. Of course we are. <laughs> because uh, we all know that Jeff is Orange Cassidy. I mean, that's 100% true. Because he's smug and doesn't care about what's going on.
3: That Bye. is 100% true. I don't care about any of it.
0: Um, so then what, what so does that do with he's us, Orange John? Orange
3: Cassidy. That, that would, would
2: make you Chucky, chucky, chucky. T because you're much more outgoing and since I'm the only one with hair in the group. Uh, I would obviously be Trent.
3: Uh, obviously, I have hair. do you? Do you though? I have hair. I don't have as much in, but I have hair. We're a have No, no. hair. Uh, we are best friends. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. Jeff would obviously Video. be the orange Cassidy of the group.
0: Right. Of um, course.
3: Because yeah. I'm the smug one that doesn't care. Right. Well, yeah.
0: Obviously, we all know that. Um,
3: if if I, I am
0: therefore the Chuck T, the Chuck Taylor uh, hey. one. Hey, Craig. Yes, yes. yes.
3: Hey, Craig. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baelin just hung up. <laughs> he was trying to turn the camera off, and he hung up. So oh. re
0: Old oh, people. Old, oh, old oh, people.
3: Hello? Hey, you're oh, back. There you you're now back. turn your camera off, not your phone. I
2: did. I fat-thumbed it. <laughs>
3: oh. Oh. oh.
0: So, Jeff is Orange Cassidy of the group. Yep. That's yes. where we stopped. Um, so, therefore, I would obviously be the uh, Chuck T, the Chuck Taylor one, because I love those shoes. Um, spe- specifically, the red ones, I think, were my favorite. Um, but um, also, I think because I just have that personality. And, John, as we discussed in our pre-show meetings, you have hair. So, therefore, you have to be Trent.
2: Yeah. And pretty much the most attractive of the group. Come Wait, on, we had a pre-show meeting? We did. We didn't tell you about it. What,
0: mm-hmm. what the hell? You
2: were... You were there in spirit. Yeah.
0: Right. We actually, God, I hate you too. Well, you know, every time we start something, you just ask questions about it and how it actually works, Orange Cassidy, so we figured it's just easier to not have you there.
3: How but, great was that <laughs> ladder match when he came out and wait? Are are on Are actually
2: jumping from WWE onto AEW?
1: Uh, no, we're
3: jumping from Orange Cassidy to what he did because it was fun.
0: It was pretty funny. It was the greatest. All right. It was the greatest. Let's get ever.
2: the. Let's get a lowdown on some of our favorite wrestlers from WWE, then we can focus in on AEW.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, how did you guys feel about uh, MVP and Lashley going against the Street Profits? Which all was a ruse just to have Drew McIntyre come out, obviously, and beat them up. But
2: uh, it was why? that, and it was to give uh, credence to the Lashley MVP thing. This is going to be a long-term thing with MVP. They're making him like a manager, where he's going to take a bunch of B-listers and uh, bring them up. Lashley's going to be his his biggest one. So,
0: I mean, I enjoy, if this is what's going to happen, that they just sort of push Lana out, but uh, the Lana freaking out backstage sort of thing is just weird.
2: Oh, My favorite bit this week was between him and uh, MVP and Lana, where she's like, we need to talk, and he's like, no, we don't. Yeah. And my business is with your husband not you right exactly She's like no we need to talk and he's like nah, and dips out
0: now i wonder what her contract situation is like i mean being the fact that rusev is gone you know and if he does decide to go somewhere not that there aren't obviously as we've already discussed couples that are on both brands but i mean if if rusev ends up going to AEW or somewhere else you know, is Lana just going to stay in WWE till her contract's done? Is she going to, you think she'll renew it? Like, I mean, her storylines, in my opinion, haven't been great. So it's not like he, she's doing the best either. Thing there.
3: If yeah. they even offer, she needs to sign back with them because no one else is going to sign. All yeah, I'm going to say is
2: look at the image that Lana portrays. She is an attractive blonde. And what does Vince like?
0: Mm-hmm. Very
2: true. He thinks this stuff with her between her and Lashley is good. That's a good story, and people want it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
3: what? She's coming out in another movie. Maybe she's good, and she can just switch to acting.
0: I th- I th- what is it, on Amazon something?
3: Uh, no, I, I don't remember. I, I
0: don't know. We might have to watch it for the show. A,
2: there's a movie out there where somebody's snorting coke off her, her chest. Like a new <laughs> movie? Oh, no, no, no. was like in some B-grade movie. Because I know it wasn't the Pitch scene was Her boyfriend was snorting cocaine off her. Of- was that Pitch Perfect one or two? I don't know. I think it was like Pitch Perfect, the porn adaptation. Got, it. got it. Pitched a perfect
0: tent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got it. Perfect. Um, so we have that going on. Um, we have now fully have the Monday Night Messiah and his disciples of Murphy That's and Austin I Theory. Yeah. I
2: like this. This is getting better. Yeah,
0: I, and- I agree. I agree. I, I didn't enjoy it at the beginning, but I'm enjoying it as weeks go on so far.
3: I like that he's getting more people in his group. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: and that's the thing. Rollins says he would like to have even more. He wants like a stable,
0: stable they, Would they give him twelve? So he has I don't twelve. Know, apostles? But
2: that'd be that'd be kind of fun being so sacrilegious. It
0: would, I mean, they already
2: went that far. Might as well keep going with it. And then, of course, you get the one who's going to be Judas and saw him out down the river. Mm, I really hope it would be Murphy in the end. Obviously, nah, because. If we're looking at the Jesus angle, if he's Jeebus, mm-hmm. then Peter and Paul, the two brothers, his right hand man, that would be Austin and, and, and Murphy. Got it. What number was Judas? I don't know what when he came into the line. I'm
0: we not should that... really. We should really get ourselves an apostle timeline next time we record, for as many times as we ring this up, you know. Jeff, you want to do that? <laughs> oh, get on that. Get on that orange. No. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. 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 Um, but, yes, I'm really enjoying
3: that angle. Hey, Craig, can you do that for me? Yeah, I'm on. How off. would one go about looking something up on Google?
0: I don't know. It's hard to do. Okay. Um, what other interesting things are happening in the world of WWE? Uh, we have uh, their Backlash event is going to be their next big thing. So we already Come discussed. We have McIntyre and Lashley. Is think in a couple weeks? I think, I think two weeks. It's coming around. Yeah, in like around two the weeks. yeah, it's coming around the corner. It's sometime June. I know the NXT so takeover is June 7th. So I think we maybe have it's the, the
2: McIntyre-Lashley feud.
0: Mm-hmm. We have, uh, I got to
2: say, McIntyre in this time is an entertaining champ.
0: Oh, I, I'm yeah. loving it. And the fact that he can kip up in dress shoes. Pff, yeah. That's amazing. That's
2: I do the Miz can
0: do that. Exactly. I don't even think John Morrison can do that.
2: And oh, John Morrison can do anything. Hey, he's a
0: parkour <laughs> champion.
2: Johnny Drip Drip is the man. The
0: man's. Um, we have Nia Jax versus Oscar. Who cares? Uh, yeah, no, really, right? Nobody, right?
2: Who cares? Hopefully, now, if you listen to our song challenge, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, which uh, should be coming which, out
2: in a couple days, yes, yeah, which we're going to drop an episode all about just that. Um, you'll hear that songs that make us sad. Uh, was Nia Jack's theme song because not that we don't like her as a wrestler or whatever, we're not cast in shame, it's just that she's unsafe and she's hurt so many other people that when she comes in the ring, we're like somebody's going to get hurt, and I'm afraid this time it's going to be Asuka.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, because I don't I assume, I don't know it would make more sense to have Asuka get a little bit of a longer reign in this than to lose it immediately uh, yeah. to Nia. There's no, no reason that Jack else. should get this. Not saying that she won't uh-huh. but... In my opinion, there's no reason she should get it.
2: Not yet. Well, the one time she had it, it wasn't a nice rain. There wasn't any fun in it. Exactly. They couldn't write any good storyline for her. Mm-hmm. Oscar, in and of itself. herself just being crazy makes it good.
0: Makes it, makes it fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Which
3: means yeah. they will kill it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're right, Jeff.
3: It's fun, so they will change so
0: it. So they will change it and destroy it. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't... What else is happening? into the world um, of WWE that any of us care about AJ
3: was traded back to SmackDown did that matter no but that happened i think he we did. have
2: the i think we have the no border rules again where any wrestler can wrestle anyone on
3: any show so getting really that matter. way but AJ AJ did like an interview or said there's something online about he's happy about going to SmackDown because now <laughs> he can it gets his mind off of raw and losing his two tag partners.
0: Like that, that makes that, sense. That really
3: affected him, mm-hmm. so he's he's glad to be going away from there in that atmosphere. I can I
0: can see that. I can see that. And yeah, they have their new it's not wild card rule this time. It's like brand Open board. Open Challenge or something like that. Like three nope. three times a year any person can go four times four times this is so dumb
2: four times so, one wrestler from one show can go to another show right. Vice- so, versa. He up but, already. but here's the thing behind closed doors fox has come to wwe and said hey listen the product you're giving us on friday nights nobody likes it we got to okay. do something wwe's answer was okay we'll take the faces that people like on monday nights and put them on your show too somehow mm-hmm. that's why that's- corbin
0: ended up on there
2: well, as much as you may not like Corbin, you gotta admit that character is the perfect heel, and people like them
3: mainly Vince. Mm, yeah, that's true.
2: I'm just saying, Corbin makes the perfect heel. He doesn't talk well on the mic, so you hate it when you yeah. have to listen to him. He's, He's in, in the, the ring pain. and just slimy and and
3: whatever. But yeah. I mean, it take it for what it is. Just the character. Yeah, you for, it, Corbin is a for the huge, amount of people person. that. For the amount of people that don't like Corbin, there's probably equally the same amount that like him. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's like our appreciation of Lashley. We don't appreciate him in the ring.
2: We don't appreciate his promos or what have you. But there are people out there that love him. I, yeah.
0: I do have to ask. I've been thinking about this with the whole thing with Lana, with uh, MVP, with all that. Is Lashley that bad on the mic? That he always needs somebody to talk for him, because I was trying to remember the whole thing with him and Sami Zayn. He wasn't great, but he wasn't horrible. That he like I needed don't, someone to no, talk
2: I don't, for him. I just don't think he's that creative of a guy. He lifts weights and he wants to wrestle, so I don't think he's that creative of a guy.
0: That could be. So it, I think when
2: WWE it. came yeah. out and said, "Okay, hey, listen, you show up, you give us some good matches in the ring, and we'll put somebody in there to build him up." It's it's kind of like Lesnar.
0: That's true. I mean, yeah. Lesnar doesn't want to
2: have to act. He just wants to go in there and fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's one of the few times anyone will ever compare uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, So, because I know that. uh, um, we always talk about the Wednesday Night Wars and how NXT and AEW go against each other. It's,
2: it's just one war, Craig. It's just
0: one, one of the wars. There's not
2: multiple wars going Wednesday, on every Wednesday
0: night.
3: Wednesday Night Wars. There's been multiple wars. Because now, I, every,
0: I know uh, this week was the first time that Raw dipped under 2 million in their viewers in a very long time. Um, yeah.
3: So what are, they're also producing a crap product right now.
0: Exactly. Uh, and we—I know oh, we've discussed it. Why do you have, <laughs> why do you have the street prophets playing golf? Yes, with the Viking
2: they, they Raiders. But then you they did totally, mini golf. They had to go to mini golf because they got kicked off. I'm just, but I'm just saying, you, you you totally diminished two badass teams.
3: Yes, yes. I like the axe throwing, but other than that, I don't care. But for
2: even. Even that depreciates the the Viking Raiders.
0: And that's the thing. The Street Profits can do this. So Street Profits can be a legit wrestling team, and they already, in their shtick, have some comedy, have some fun. So this kind of can work for them. The Viking Raiders, this isn't part of their shtick. It never was. They were war, war, war. Like, killers. And now you're having them play basketball and play mini-golf. I mean
2: lake. I uh, just remember them at NXT War Games and I thought oh god sick. they're so incredible so and good. then I watched them play basketball and throw axes and can't play golf and and what's the next thing you're doing? Bowling? Bowling. Something bowling like is going to be next week yes.
3: That's going to be interesting Is it? Which well, one is going to slide down the lane?
0: Ooh that's definitely going to happen.
3: Somebody's going to fall slip and slide down the lane
0: mm-hmm, mm, Definitely going to happen down the I think it would be more fun the, if the Street prophets the just Raiders. got straight up drunk during
3: it. They might. I think the Raiders will like, take, like, board and just throw them and slide it down. That could
0: happen. That could happen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but they're building up a friendship now. Have you noticed? <sighs> so dumb. In their competition to beat each other, they're becoming buddies. That's all right, fam. I got We're buddies. you. We're buddies. Buddies. Right, I could I think end-all, be-all for our whole conversation on the WWE you can tell that there's just a sense of melancholy and hopelessness in, in our, our voices and pretty much all the other shows that you hear like, we're all kind of just here like, like if i said bailey in. are you excited yeah. <laughs> no
0: even okay. even jeff isn't that excited when he
3: hears that name no no not right now no no cuz no, it's crap like nothing like it sucks it does there's it does. no there's no story
2: I mean, outside of maybe a few things in NXT, but there's nothing really with WWE that I can sit and go, I'm into this.
0: Yep. Nope. Not currently. Which is why I think the news that's come out recently that one Matt Riddle, the bro getting moved up to SmackDown. Smackdown. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know.
2: I don't don't know anymore. The wrestling life said it better, uh, said it the best when they said, uh, they just can't wait to see Matt Riddle and Shorty G losing out to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what you call up your best talents from NXT and then bury them on those cards. Bury them. I mean, look,
0: you know, we won't we won't even get into EC3, who was so buried he barely popped his head up. I don't even think he had a match.
3: Yeah, but he's got. I mean, they ricochet. He's been buried. Yep. Basically, he had a little glimmer of hope. Cedric Alexander really has not nothing. Yeah, but
0: then
2: you have somebody like uh, Alex Garza,
0: right? Angel he's, Angel Garza, he's yeah. doing
2: well. Mm-hmm. Or Angel Garza, yeah. And even Andrade has come up and done well. Yeah, so some of them. It's, but I mean, I th- I think I agree with you, Jeff. Where it's the few are far outweighed by the many that just came up and got buried.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. and that's what I worry about for for Riddle because I think Riddle's very good. I think he's very entertaining. I think he does great on NXT. I mean, giving him more people to wrestle and some bigger guys to wrestle, I think it does have some potential because he can do that. He can go up against a Bobby Lashley and make it seem legitimate, you know. Like, but he's not. They're going to put him up against
3: AJ, yeah, and he's going to lose. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Or Corbin, or something. Are we done talking about WWE? <sighs> can we move on?
0: <laughs> Jeff just wants to talk about friend of the show Cody Rhodes.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the whole show because Double or Nothing was a great
0: show. It was a great show. So I think this is how we do it. We give our our overview impressions of it. We talk about Lance and Cody. We'll give people the taste of the interview. And then we'll get into the rest of Double or Nothing. Because I think there's a lot to talk about. But I think I agree with you guys. Overall, I loved it. I love Double or Nothing. I think it was so much. Every single match was at least, at minimum, entertaining. If not, pretty great.
2: I don't think any of the matches were horrible. No, no. Um, and all of the matches held my interest. The whole show was just—it was put on per, uh, perfectly for the time we're in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even even matches that I had very little excitement for, the uh, the Rose um, uh, belt uh-huh. match, I I didn't care that much about it. But I was enthralled watching it the whole time. I would think it was it was one of her best matches she's had. Yeah, I mean, w- without a doubt. Um, but let's get to our good, good friend, the inaugural TNT championship bell presented by one Mike Tyson, Cody Roseworth, Lance Archer. What did we think of the match boys?
2: My I, impressions of that match are once again, that? it is a textbook match. They built the story up before. It didn't take that much. Lance, Lance is the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Cody's the good guy. We're gonna have this match, and it's going to be for this prize. Yeah, yeah. Even if there was no belt involved, I would still be fully vested in that match.
0: No, I mean, and I think what they did, what they did last week with the Arn and Jake the Snake like table, and we've talked about it in the last episode. I think that did a great job of that setting was up a match. You know, without even it's, having the wrestlers there, that was probably one of the most interesting things I've seen done in a build up to a big match on any wrestling right, that product.
2: Great class yeah. That was one of those perfectly done mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and it but, just made um, you in the more actually, invested
2: yeah the, the match, match actually played freedom. up to the expectations lance archer being this much bigger competitor was throwing cody around and the only thing they kept cody in the in the game was heart and, you know, his speed. right? His and they speed. played to those strengths.
0: Exactly, exactly. You showed that he had the, the will, he had the the drive to just keep going, keep standing up every time he falls down, get back up. He kept doing that. And that's what made you, even throughout the match, whether you were a fan of Cody, a fan of Lance, whatever it was, you started to push for Cody and being like, even if whether he was the underdog or not, however you want to look at it, you just started to be like you wanted him to win because he wouldn't give up. Like like we've said before, John. Great storytelling. That's pretty much what it is.
2: And that's what we want in our wrestling. We want more story. I want I, I want, want the fake, fake unbelievable, unbelievable to feel believable.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think they did a great job. I, I think heard. it is, isn't it? It's almost like John knows what he's talking about every four days.
2: Meh, a little bit sometimes. Sometimes.
0: Sometimes. sometimes.
2: Plus, the, um, the best part is people you, can't see me sitting here picking the fuzz out of my navel when i well, say all these fancy of course, words
0: of course or the the chips out of your beard
2: mm-hmm. ooh good call i got to clean that next
1: yeah
0: yeah um now uh, and i know we talked about it as you'll soon hear in this interview uh, but the callback moves that cody did and the you know and then especially doing the ddt in front of jake and then you had uh lance archer the had Spine had buster
2: in front of arn
0: yeah. Yeah. i mean those were great yeah. I just love the fact that he did that. Like, I think it made it so much more fun.
2: But it, it was like giving something back to the fans that they got something out of, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you watch the match between the Inner Circle and the Elite. They were having fun doing all these things, but they realized that we, the fans, were going to go on that ride with them. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So that's, that's where I think AEW really wins the the whole war or whatever you want to say aew takes its fans on a ride with them where wwe just throws something in front of you and say you'll take it
0: yep yep and that is why we knew we had to interview um friend of the show
3: friend of the show friend of the show
0: one american name himself cody rhodes contacted us Said he wanted to be on the show. We said we don't know if we can get you in, Cody. We're pretty busy. You know, there's a whole quarantine thing. It's hard Super enough. Busy. Hard enough for us three to get together and record anyway. Getting a fourth person in, I don't know if we can handle that. Um, but you know, he kept in and kept Craig, texting. Craig, yeah. You're
2: so full of shit. Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> we we were presented the opportunity to do an interview with Cody, and we acted like little children children where we were like sure we would love to do that as we are jumping around throwing air punches mm-hmm. just you know john wet himself yeah. i right. i wet myself from my eyes and my pants parts
1: yeah
0: yep yeah exactly exactly so that's called that.
2: incontinence jeff for an old man it was that
0: damn good so here it is folks the exclusive premiere of your boys the triad from t3 takedown on t3 network interviewing TNT champion Cody Rhodes. Thanks again for joining us, folks, on T3 Takedown. We are here with the executive vice president of AEW Wrestling. We're here with the inaugural TMT champion himself, the American Nightmare, Mr. Cody Rhodes. Welcome to Takedown. We're so glad you could be here.
4: Thank you guys very, very much. I'm glad to be here.
0: So obviously, we all watched Double or Nothing on Saturday. It was insane. Uh, you did an amazing job there. How did it feel to actually be in there and be that inaugural TNT champion? I mean, that's a huge deal. Your first second belt in AEW, that's a big thing.
4: Yeah, I think it, we've been presented with such a unique moment, whereas the presenting network, it's, I, I can't recall that ever happening in wrestling, where the network themselves wanted to have a, a belt that represented them, and they wanted to have their championship championship usually comes in-house from the creative minds at the company itself. And for them to want it, uh, hopefully showed their commitment to us, our commitment to them. And like you said, to be the first ever with a title in wrestling, uh, that's just, that's not a 10-year stat. That's a that's a unique, specific stat that I have to my name that means the world. I'm still very much adrenaline through the roof from Saturday itself. I stayed up that night till the sun came up just because... Giddy over the whole show. Giddy over being able to do this during these times, and giddy over the results.
1: We really appreciated the fact that it was such an incredible show. We realized that it's a new world in wrestling right now because there are no crowds there, but AEW seems to be handling that with an expert sense of ease. Uh, the fan base is watching. How do you feel?
4: Well, this is a period of time as a big as a as a big wrestling fan myself. And Frankie Kazarian said this to me the other night and it was really special. He said this will be a period of time that wrestling will kind of want to forget, but they won't be able to forget it because of some of the things that have been presented to them and that's that's the ultimate praise that really is. We have no audience in our our we have no audience in the arenas and what we do in the ring depends so greatly upon that in arena audience so to be able to engage specifically the viewer at home, because they're still there. You know, they're sitting on the couch, you know, a dad and son, a family watching wrestling, and you've got that obligation to them uh, to be able to not get their feedback, but but think and speculate and guess that you're doing a good job and you're doing it correctly, uh, and then to kind of find out you nailed it. It's really, really great. But it's all in the follow-up. We've been able since the beginning of the pandemic to have these safe, responsible productions, Uh, Double or Nothing was absolutely gangbusters. Now what we do on Dynamite is key.
1: We appreciate the fact that we get to watch uh, AEW Dynamite on TNT every Wednesday night at 8 uh, 8 p.m. What we also appreciated in your match was all the callbacks that you guys gave us, that you and Lance Archer gave us, during what is obviously a textbook match. You told a great story. but. What was it like to bring back one of your favorite moves, like the Stinger Splash, or to pay homage to your father and your brother? I mean, that was just amazing to us as fans.
4: Well, every match I think about doing a Stinger Splash, and nearly 99.9% of the time, I don't. This just (laughs) felt like the right move. Something about Lance and... The giant super heavyweight that he is, it uh, gives me those kind of big Van Vader vibes, and that was some of my favorite stuff watching ever. Was watching the Stinger and Vader go toe to toe. I was always terrified for Sting and his his combination of heavyweight power, but light heavyweight you know agility with the drop kick and the, the dive and the thing he could the things he could do. Uh, that was that was really fun and to be able anytime to hit a flip-flop and fly, even though Cole Cabana does a better one, it's <laughs> no. still within my <laughs> rights to do it. <laughs> to be able to do it and to be able to do Dustin's final reckoning or final cut, whatever he's calling it this week, uh, that's a really <laughs> tough uh, type of suplex to execute and to get it on a guy that, oh, that's nearly seven feet tall. Uh, my back certainly didn't feel great the next day, but my, uh, my heart was full, so I was glad.
0: It's fine. That's what ibuprofen is for. Um, now, doing yep. things like doing the DDT directly in front of Jake the Snake, I mean, that alone had to be an amazing feeling.
4: Well, Jake uh, Jake is, you know who he is. You, you look at him, and then when he first came out in Salt Lake, or Denver, when he first came out and the crowd responds so well, they they respect him so much, and they love him as a legend, but I, I think Arn's kind of been one of the, the first to pinpoint the fact that, like, Jake is still this... Easy, sleazy, uh, SOB like no other. And uh, everything you did with putting the snake on Brandy, it, it was it was poetic justice. It was very apropos. And I, I know how to do a DDT. We all know how to do a DDT. We watched Jake do it. We watched plenty of people do it. Arn do it. Uh, I ended up getting a receipt of my own with uh, the biggest spine buster you could possibly oh, take. Yeah, that but was huge. For, <laughs> <laughs> for, those, for those few seconds, I felt good about that DDT.
1: Unbelievable.
3: Hey, I got a question, Cody. Um, we've seen a lot of things on online recently. Tyson's posting some videos of the things he's doing at his age. Can you tell us, is he mm-hmm. in person as scary as we think?
4: I mean, he's Mike Tyson. He has the stopping power that no other human being on Earth has ever had with knockout power. I did not need to be particularly scared of Mike because he was so excited to see Arn Anderson that it made my, the whole experience, he was a very, very sweet and uh, professional person and understood everything that was was asked of him and really fun to be around. He's been a big fan of AEW, but I really enjoyed, he has a love for the legendary wrestling. Uh, you can tell he watched a lot of Crockett stuff, uh, a lot of Florida stuff, but when he saw Arn, uh, his eyes got big and they had a nice moment and it's one of those moments for me where as much as I think I'm a hot shot, you know Arn Anderson is Arn Anderson and it's nice to see him get that respect like that it was really touching there's a lot of pictures of them from that day it was cool to see awesome
0: awesome. awesome
1: Arn is one of my all-time favorites um, I wanted to flip it a little bit on you you brought up your wife Brandy we feel that she is an icon in wrestling and especially in female wrestling uh, we've been following along with AEW Heels. Uh, is there anything you can give us a little bit on that? I mean, it just looks like an amazing program.
4: Yeah, what she's doing with Heels is is one of her, her babies. And as chief brand officer, she's taken like she, she, almost like a project manager, a Culture City. Uh, and she wanted to make us the first sensory inclusive wrestling show. And now she's on the board with KC, and that's wonderful. And that project she really nurtures and cultivates. This was just something that came to her in terms of the, the women's fan base. We look at the, the data about you know women watching the show and women in the discourse online about the show and the women's fan base about women's wrestling or about really wrestling in general. It's it's, it's currently pretty freeform, but they've got a real structured system. Uh, they started with the Zoom party. There's gonna be discounts on merch. There's gonna be announcements made specifically for heels relating to women's wrestling, perhaps signings uh, announced on there. The sky's really the limit with that project, and I'm so proud of her because she came up with it on her own, and she went out and did it. And uh, that's, that's what we like here, people who make decisions.
0: Oh, yeah, it's an amazing program without a doubt. Now, we know you're a busy man, Cody. We know you got a lot of these to do. We thank you very much for joining us. We just have to ask one last question, which is very important, which is how do you feel about the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds, that is coming? And are you as excited for it as we are?
4: I'm very. I mean, there's not a Trek I I, I don't enjoy. I'm very very uh, into everything that's going on with CBS All Access. I'm in, in particularly. I was wearing my Picard sweatshirt around all weekend. It's in every back you know house picture we have. Uh, I'm very into what's going on. This is a golden age for Trek fans. We had the '90s, which I didn't watch then. I caught, I caught up on everything with Netflix. Now we're back in a golden age with multiple shows happening and people talking about them. got to spread the word because we got to keep them alive. So as a, as, a, as a fellow Trekkie and a new Trekkie at that, let's go. Let's Completely agree. go.
0: Completely agree, sir. Thank you so much for joining us again, folks. You can check out AW Dynamite on TNT every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And we appreciate you for being here, Cody. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Jim. Thank you so much. There it is, folks. The professionals, the big-time podcasters, the triad, interviewing Cody
2: Rhodes. Yeah, so the, the behind Kayfabe stuff with that whole interview is we were part of an interview tour that he was doing. We got X amount of minutes with him, um, and we were just thrown in a mix with a bunch of other broadcasters, uh, so when it was our turn, we wanted to really play up to we know wrestling and uh he appreciated it like, he, I think you can see he appreciated the fact that we knew him and we knew his brand he
0: he did he did and uh we we got a little extra time with them because of that um, mm-hmm. which I think is good and we do have to thank uh dcw50 uh washington's dc uh, cW network because uh they were the ones who helped us get that going so we should throw them some love as well. Yes, absolutely. So, and I think it's going to go on their Facebook and their YouTube and their webpage. So, you know, you can find this video interview there as well as on our own YouTube channel that you can follow, T3 Network. Just look us up on YouTube and you'll see us on there.
2: So, with all that being said, let's get back into Double or Nothing. Let's break down a few of the matches. Gentlemen, we all talked about it. How awesome is Chris Statlander?
3: Probably the new favorite right now.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say she's definitely
0: one of the uh, top people in that entire company that I think any of us care about. I
1: right. am happy that they gave the belt to Sheeta.
2: Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that match earned it for her because in my opinion, like she was fun to watch, but she was fun to watch. That match against Nyla Rose really sold her to me as she could be a champion. And now I'm excited to watch her. But what right. I keep thinking when I when I come to the Women's Championship is
3: Statlander to me is the standout. eventually, yes. Eventually we'll get that belt.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely see it happening. Uh, probably, I think they're going to give her a little more time with some other wrestlers within there, you know, um, but especially now with Britt Baker being out. I think this is well, I think time for Statlander to come up.
3: It'll take a little time, but Statlander will end up getting it. Maybe Britt will come back, and then the two of them can have a little Exactly, exactly. In, and how incredible was it for
2: uh, uh, Ford? Uh, Penelope Ford. Ford. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Percy Ford for some reason. And Anyway. Percy how Ford, I don't know was was who that Ford, is. You're just making people up. I don't time. either. I don't either. <laughs> but Penelope Ford to step up because she was supposed to wrestle Britt Baker. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But for her to step up and have that type of match. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that's talent on Ford's part. So that tells you what they're working with in AEW, and you can tell that Ford probably was going to have more of a role in the uh, ladder match for the the chip. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she took one bump and rolled out.
0: Well, and and I think that that shows to what AEW can do because this was, you know, this happened at Dynamite on Wednesday. And come Saturday, they were able to make all of these changes, and that shows how good their writing team is, their creative team is, and how good Penelope Ford is, that she's able to sort of switch on that and still put off a really good match that they only had a couple days to prep for.
2: Right. Um, and speaking of the latter match, we had a, how impressed were you guys with this? Because usually these matches, we just look at and like, who's going to get lost in the mix?
0: Right, exactly, and it's usually on the buy-in beforehand but that time this time they had the uh the tag team matches on there and i'm glad they did because i think this ladder match it had a lot of interesting parts like we already mentioned orange cassidy was hilarious yes he was um and him asking how this all worked and then standing on top of the downed ladder and trying to get other people to like lift him up like oh mm-hmm. ah, it's just funny,
3: it, it, it's funny it, it, stuff. it
2: is great and to have cage come out and uh you know, yeah. when it. I think, great, um, um, you, you know, they're, they're going to build, build him up into this beast, and then yeah. are they going to feed Moxley, uh, Moxley to him? Or I
3: don't know if, if Moxley will
2: drop the belt right away. No, but I think I mean, Moxley makes a great champ in and of the fact that he is charismatic, Matt, fun, fun to watch in him. the ring, high, high energy, energy, can cut great, great. promos. I think I think he is, is on par with Jericho when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I think to me one of the least entertaining matches of the night, which is still, as we said, still a pretty great match, was the Brody Lee Moxley one. Um, I think I think I a Brody agree. I think a uh, Moxley Cage one would have been would be much more interesting whenever that eventually happens.
2: Well, I think. With the Moxley Brody Lee match, uh, the end was pretty cool. Yes, where he puts him through the floor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that was very cool. That was very cool.
2: But I mean, that was pretty cool. But I think the problem we had is, I think Moxley sold better than Brody, and I don't think yes. Brody knows how. Like, I asked you guys the question, and I'll, I'll put it on the show: Who's doing the cult leader better? Is it Seth Rollins or Brody Lee?
0: Well, that's the thing. I think that your acting style, I think, is just better from Seth Rollins. Yes. Well, I, I think well, he's doing it. And then I think that leads into, just like you said, John, Seth Rollins sells stuff better than Brody Lee, Luke Harper ever did. I mean, Luke Harper didn't get beat up that much, so he didn't sell a lot. He never really had to. The Bludgeon Brothers well, and weren't getting I, taken I, down.
3: John and I talked, and Seth Rollins is building his from the ground up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the dark work was there. True. And it was like, Oh, Hey, who's, who's good. Who's coming in to be our leader. That's and true, Brody that's showed up. He really hasn't, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to talk to him. Mm-hmm. You do. Pick him. Though, like, yeah, though I do
0: I enjoy some of his, Vince, his Vince stick where he's like sitting there, you know, eating steak and talking about such good shit and all that.
2: Um No, I mean, I, I get the, uh, the little jives at Vince, but I, I don't think he's established that character of Brody Lee very well. I, I, I don't feel as though he is, like Jeff said, a true cult leader or a true leader of a heel-esque group. I don't, I don't think he's he's made it, but like, like if, if I, I think I, Seth Rollins is a heel and believes in his own he's the Messiah kind of thing, sure, why not? He's selling it to me as a character. So I think that's what really detracted me from the Moxley Brody Lee match. Was just I didn't feel the character.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. I agree. Um unlike something so, like the MJF Jungle Boy match, who I think the character work they had in there was amazing good match.
2: Yeah. I am going to go on record as saying although this double or nothing was one of my favorite pay-per-views. MJF and Jungle Boy, that match they put down, is one of my favorite all-time matches. Yep,
0: yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was the perfect blend of story, character, ability, and talent. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was, they said it, and I, I'm just going to steal the line, it was a straight-up clinic from two kids that had nine years combined. Yeah, combined. In
0: How insane is that? And they put up on put on a match that good, probably one of the top of the night, like you said.
2: And I would put MJF up against anybody in WWE in promos, and he would slay them. Oh, yeah,
0: hundred percent, Hundred percent. Which which is very impressive because you know they used to have they had at the Performance Center. Obviously, they had uh, Dusty there helping with promo work. They had a lot of former WWE guys there helping with promo work, I don't know what AEW has in their center, and they're sort of up and coming to help somebody like MJF get as good as he is. But you look at and back at knows, past videos, sure he's always been that pretty good. I'm sure they have somebody there to help. help with I mean, you got you know, Jake the Snake and Arn this. Anderson there. so
2: Yeah, but I'm sure they hire acting coaches MJF, and that kind of stuff, too. Right? Mm-hmm. But it, there is a natural ability to deliver, and MJF obviously has it. Yeah, Just like Cody does, just yeah. like Chris Jericho does, just like Moxley does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they all have a natural ability to do that.
3: Speaking of MJF, you know, you know what I want? What? I want the TNT belt with the Burberry ah, leather. Yeah. So, um, yeah,
0: that did look good. Twitter. Oh, that, that did sweet. look good. I also enjoy his, uh, at one point where he had the uh, Burberry mask.
3: yes.
2: Um, Um, We need
0: to make ourselves some of those.
2: I want to let you know I may have ordered a hot pink shirt that says, I'm better than you and you know it. Of course you did. From uh,
0: Wrestling teeth. Of course you did. Good job. Good job.
2: I had to. It was MJF.
0: Mm. I don't have a shirt of his. Um, So while I enjoyed that match immensely, and I do think it's definitely top there, to me, this... The stadium stampede just can't be taught. Like that, that shows you something that how AEW can think outside of the box, do something different when they can't have fans, and it was, really, really
3: hit it off. It was great from the uh, hangman on the horse. Yes. Then at the bar. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the whole Matt Hardy thing in the pool. Yep. Like overall, that whole thing was awesome.
0: I mean, when you had, uh, when you had, uh, the Pride and not Pride and Prejudice, whatever they're called, Pride and Powerful. Pride and Powerful. When you when powerful. you had them where it looked like they could read the stats on the side,
2: like uh-huh, that, was, yeah. hilarious. that my, was hilarious. My favorite is when he gets in the pool and he goes, "I can't swim." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. No, what I really like about that match is it was something completely different than a standard wrestling match. It said, the, the ring's going to be at the 50-yard line. Did they spend any time in the ring no, at all? No, no, no. and that's that's what I love. It's like, it was a wrestling match, but it was more like, we're going to have a story of mayhem throughout this stadium.
0: Yeah, and I think the way that they did it throughout the entire stadium made it funny. I think this did an amazing job of having Chris Jericho shine at what like his actual talent is with a lot of this stuff. Him... Wanting to review the play with Aubrey Edwards about the count, and they go back and like watch a recap. That was hilarious. Him getting rolled over with the line marker, so he had a line just down (laughs) the middle of his body. Like, I mean, that was that was hilarious stuff.
3: Hilarious. This is what WWE doesn't do. They don't give us any comedy, and I'm not saying wrestling needs to be funny. Wait, but what about? Street prophets. They had mini golf. Uh, Jeff, hey, you just some up. Okay. There, there was axe throwing. Jeff, sweet the sweet prophets. The street prophets themselves, sweet profits. have given they've given some funny bits, which I think is why people like them. Jeff yeah. thinks they're called the sweet puppets. The so sweet puppets,
1: sweet puppets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> AEW given us these, especially with the inner circle. They've always given us from the get go this comedic effect or this. Little bit of comedy in their sticks, and I, I go. Get, we all like it. I, I go back to what I
2: said earlier, where AEW, yeah. we feel like we are along for the ride and enjoying it just as much as they are.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: WWE is we are going to make what we want to do, and yeah. it, like yeah. it or not, it's all you got. Right. You're
0: going to enjoy it because we think it's good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. the uh-huh. The big problem here is Vince needs to let go. Uh-huh.
0: Yep. Which should pretty Vince much be the let theme go. of this show.
2: Yeah. Well, well I, I thought, thought it was friend of the show, Cody Rhodes.
0: Oh, no. I just meant our entire show in general.
2: Oh. Uh, no, no, I mean, I we've been saying we, that we keep going really back and forth to it. It's like something needs to breathe life back into the WWE. We hoped when AEW kicked off, they would get the hint and all that. You, you would think with them losing ratings on a continual basis and viewers on a continual basis that they would be able to find new life there. You would think that in this time where we're having all the corona-laden and social distancing and all that, that that actually gave them a springboard to do something even better. I think AEW took their product and said, hey, we can still do this in in a good way, but it's because they wanted to do something. It's not because they had... Somebody paying them to do it. Yeah, does that make sense?
3: No, it does. Yes, it, does it seems yeah. like most of the WWE wrestlers are just there because they have to be and get paid. Yeah. Or yeah. the yeah. AEW wrestlers. They're just going like through the motions. Yeah.
2: All mm-hmm.
0: this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, and I think the big thing is AEW
2: allows the wrestlers to develop their character.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think that's a huge where, part of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that was, was one of the big buy-ins for the wrestlers that that. Want to go to AEWs because they have yeah. the freedom to develop their own p- people. Yeah, I mean
0: you hear any of those the interviews in with FDR Moxley. Right yeah, there. exactly. That's why revival went there. That's why Moxley went there. Like that's even why Brody Lee said he went there. It was because he wanted yeah. more, you know, input into that creative part.
3: I don't want to be told that I have to speak with a country accent. I want to do what I want.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now All we right. had our uh, our pick'em challenge, boys, um, for double yeah, or nothing. Um, and we, I won. Uh, no. Uh, nope. we did have the bonus question this time of who was going to be that surprise entrance and you got to give credit to alleged. They actually chose Brian cage. So they actually got some of those bonus points they are the only ones that chose that were right. Um, cause me and you, John, both chose, uh, Remember, Pac coming in like, Remember, and we Jeff all picked yeah.
2: separately. There were four of them. That That's made true. Them
0: That's true. um, because of that, I think, uh, especially, uh, Alleged did end up winning the challenge with 24 points out of a possible
2: 29. They obviously cheated. Being in Ireland, they saw it like eight hours before us. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But uh, i got to give some credit uh, to Legend Killer Colin uh, showing a good show with 23 points. Oh. Only one point out of first place.
1: Look or at my guy. Guy. Mm-hmm,
0: Look at that little guy. And yeah, Remember, uh, he he is a past champion. And we do have to, uh, once again, throw a message to uh, Johnny Cash Money, uh, one of our followers. Uh, you can follow him at um, R-O-E-D-Show on Twitter. And uh, he only had seven points. He is not doing well this quarter. Ooh, this phase is not, he did not do well in the last one. He did not do well in this one. This is going to be a rough phase uh, for Johnny Cash Money.
2: You know, he's probably just getting into redeveloping his brand, his person, his character. and
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I'm just giving them excuses.
0: That's true. That's true. Though, I did enjoy the fact that he picked Zack Ryder to come in as his guest pick. I would have enjoyed I that I thought that was
2: kind of a clever pick. I yeah. think it's going to happen sometime. I think mm-hmm. they're just playing it out for the time being.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Especially with you know, knowing Revival was coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, boys. Uh, Double or Nothing. Great show. I think their next one is scheduled to be Firefest, which they were going to do in London. But due to all this corona, they are not doing that, so I don't know when or where they are doing it. But it's supposed to be end of June in London. That has now been moved. There's
2: supposed to be an announcement coming out from Jericho about another cruise as well.
3: Ooh, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Well, I know Fighter Fest is happening because that's when Cage and Mox are supposed to go at it.
0: Mm, that's right, that's right, yeah.
3: I assume um, they'll probably do it from daily's palace or place or wherever they're
0: at do you think it's a good idea to have the jericho cruise still happen because there's already so many diseases on that ship that now you're
2: just going to do it with coronavirus at the same time i i honestly don't know i just know there's supposed to be some big announcement coming out soon Well,
3: until they have an outbreak of stds they can keep cruising
2: that's true that's true keep cruising keep it cruising
3: isn't that where most babies
0: come from cruise ships yeah, I think so. I mean, at least, uh, I mean, I know that there's a lot of semen out there, so.
2: Mm, a lot of <laughs> semen. Cruise ships. Mm-hmm.
0: That
2: <laughs> on, on a cruise ship. Seamen on a cruise ship. Seamen on a cruise ship.
0: That's what I meant. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. We, no, no wide you.
0: open
3: water. Dad oh. joke. That's a rad <laughs> joke. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, my God. You're welcome. Oh, my
0: God. Um, Alright boys um, I think uh, after this show uh, Comes out and premieres on our feed uh, We're all going to freak out Because once again We had an interview with a friend of the out. show Cody Rhodes We're going to freak out about this forever um, That's
3: something I'm going to tell my kids Yeah,
0: And they're, they're not going to care But you can tell them anyway mm-hmm.
3: I already shared it with the legend killer
0: mm-hmm. I like, thought my daughter, my daughter, my, daughter
3: my daughter was excited My wife, she was like, eh, okay
0: <laughs> She didn't care, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't forget to follow us uh, look for our YouTube channel we're going to have it on there T3 Podcast Network you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram T3 Network on Twitter at uh, T3 Network and don't forget to go to TikTok as well because we are funny and we're putting funny things on TikTok uh, as I figure out how to use it because I'm a 40 year old man trying to figure out TikTok and
2: well, when you
3: figure it out, you need to tell us. I'll tell you guys, quiet. yes.
2: Um,
3: it's not going to help. I
2: won't know what the hell to do. Uh,
0: email us, www.tmbaggageemail.com, or call us, 202-556-4433. Call us. Let us know what you thought about the Cody interview. Seriously, is there any questions you would have asked? Is there anything you think we should have done? Is there any other AEW wrestlers you want us, or AEW talent in general, you want us to interview? Because I think our big push now is for Ref Aubrey Edwards. Sure. Uh, I think that's our big
2: push Thank now. to, to Interview her. It'd yeah. be good to have an actual ref on the show.
0: Right, a real ref, not a
2: not a. Somebody who knows what they're doing, not a yeah. Jeff. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, not we a, all know you yeah. have no idea what you're doing, not a Jeff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um We uh, ask him for a, a, a decision, and he just sits there. He just sits there. That's what he, he does. He truly is Orange Cassidy.
0: He really is. He really is. He just Jeff, needs sunglasses a and a, uh, I don't know, whatever. A, some Would acid wash just... jean jacket, and he'd be uh, orange.
3: You know where you?
2: Yeah
0: yeah
3: i think would. we're gonna have to get a shirt of
2: jeff with the sunglasses definitely definitely i'd wear it.
0: we can I'd totally wear make it. that happen yeah i'd wear that it all would the time be
3: awesome mm-hmm. we should recreate best friends with orange cassidy picture with the three of us get shirts made
0: yeah yeah and we just yeah. flip-flop and see yeah. if people can tell the difference yeah i mean i think once me and john are shirtless we pretty much are going to look just like them
2: i look just like trent
0: right exactly just if
2: like him he were older much much fatter, and um,
0: that's attractive. <laughs> Handsomest one in the group. Handsomest one in the group. Bye. Uh, thanks again for joining us, folks. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of your podcast feeds and give us those five star ratings everywhere. Five star ratings, five stars reviews. Remember, when we start getting those ratings, when we start getting those voicemails, and when we start building up those Instagram followers, that's when you're going to start seeing videos of us getting chopped. And all we know we want to see is us feeling pain. Mm-hmm. Alright professional podcasters. It's been a good one. Alright guys. Alright.
2: Crowd oh is here. i okay. I'll have to that.
1: I'll
0: have to send you guys the video of the once we hung up. Because it's huh? pretty funny. <laughs> we were all like, we that? We scream, life? Jeff kind of jumps and punches in the air. Um, we scream about being professionals. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. We sounded professional. We did. We, did. we definitely sounded professional.
2: I, I listened back, and because I know me, every time I, I was going to say something to him, I gushed at the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. I could hear it. I was like, so what oh. you have we
0: It's <laughs> not there. <fair. laughs> Why did your Sorry. kid just hit you? That wasn't my kid. That was my wife that just hit me in the face.
2: You know who else got hit in the face? Mm-hmm. Lance, Lance Archer, Archer by Cody Rhodes, Rhodes, who we interviewed. Cody Rhodes, friend of the show. That's who also got uh, did some hitting the in the
1: show. face. Mm-hmm. I missed it. Hi, Hi Mrs. Mr. Machine. The rest- <laughs> So
2: obviously we're sectioned off in machine. quarantine, mm-hmm. and um, Craig, Craig is recording from his home where yeah. he's safe and sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff yep. and I are kind of
1: socially <laughs>
4: separated. Are you in the apart, warehouse but... of the
0: Staples? <laughs> anyway. Did she asked if you guys are in the warehouse of a Staples. Is that where you are right now?
2: No, no, no. We, we work for Target. Oh, Target. Yeah. Uh, they it's work the red shirts.
3: shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the red shirts. That's why. We're essential <laughs> employees. I'm in, I'm in the corner. <laughs> Yeah. Where you Jeff, belong, Jeff. Jeff that's got right put in the corner.
2: Kingdom, you- hey, Mrs. The Machine, do you know that we interviewed Cody Rhodes on our show?
4: I did.
2: Mm-hmm. We're only, only straight ballers can get a, a, right. a get like that.
3: Sorry.
4: It's fine. <laughs> I was just
0: trying to read his mouth. You were yeah, doing a good job.
3: That's awesome. I'm excited. I will actually listen to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this episode needs to be good, guys. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. This seems to be a good episode, guys.
3: I can tell you my wife will not listen to
0: it. No, Carla
3: will not listen I, to it. I can tell you my wife doesn't even know my name. Does she No, because I told <laughs> her who we interviewed and she like, Wait, is who? it
2: Tito? <laughs> Your name is Tito. Yes. Uh, she gets me mixed up with the pool boy and the
0: lawn guys a lot. Oh, yeah, pool boy, lawn boy's husband. It's all the same. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: You're going to have to do a lot of editing. Oh, that's fine. Like, that's fine. <laughs> The minute I got slapped in the face, I realized that's gonna that was happen.
3: awesome. Team Three Podcast Network. Thoughts, Thoughts. theories, talk.